Welcome to YourLifeRocks.com podcast, where you can build a life of balance, purpose, and success. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, working Christian mom, speaker, and coach. Each week, you will find tips and inspiration to grow personally, in your career, and in your faith, and balance it all in your crazy, busy, beautiful life. If you want to cut the overwhelm and take control over your life, visit YourLifeRocks.com. Hey there. I am so glad that you are here to hang out with us today. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, and I am the host of this podcast for Your Life Rocks, as well as your personal success and performance coach. Now, I have to admit, I am probably a little too excited for this episode. We are talking about productivity and systems and habits for your career, for your work life, and this is my favorite thing to talk about. Now, if you've been listening to this little mini-series that we've been doing, this is the third episode in a three-part series. So we started things off with personal habits, talking about morning and nighttime routines to really help set you up for success. And then our second episode last week was all about systems for your home and making sure that you're really set up for success there. And today, we are talking about your work and having great habits that are really going to line up for creating massive success for you and whatever it is that you do. If you're listening to this podcast, you might be an entrepreneur or you might be working somewhere in corporate. Either way is great. The things that we're going to be talking about in this episode, you can really apply no matter where you are with your career. The only requirement is, is that you have goals for your career, because that's what this episode is all about, is helping you move closer to getting to where you want to be in your work life. So like I said, I am pretty excited about this topic. It's one of my favorite things to talk about. Something I'm super passionate about is helping you be more productive. So let's just jump right into the conversation. If you listen to one of the past episodes in this series, then you probably already noticed a little bit of a theme, right? It's really about having a clear vision for where you want to go and then really looking at your habits that you have that help support getting you there and interrupting the habits that are not productive and helping you get to where you want to go. And guess what? For your work life, it really isn't any different. It really starts with having a clear vision on what it is that you want, what your goals are for your career life, for your work life. Maybe it's getting a promotion. Maybe it's just finishing a project and being really, really proud of it. Whatever it might be for you, having a clear goal and vision for yourself is key. And then those habits can come into place to help support that. So for the sake of this episode, we're really going to be talking a lot about habits. So I'm going to be walking you through a couple ideas for you to think about that will really help set you up for success, and then I'm going to walk you through my habits that I have in setting up my day to make sure that I have the most productive work life possible. Okay, so as we're looking at the setup for success for you, the three main things you want to consider, number one, we already talked about, getting clear on your goal and your vision for yourself. Number two is developing your SOPs. Some of you might be familiar with what an SOP is. Others of you might be saying, what did she just say? (laughs) And that's okay. SOP stands for Standard Operating Practices. These are basically the habits that you do on a daily basis that are helping you be successful, that help drive you closer to your goals every single day. 
we all have them. We all have our standard operating practices, whether it be the time we wake up in the morning or the way that we drive to work. All of those are the standard way that we practice life. But developing the right SOPs to get you where you want to go really is key. Think about it this way. You could go into the office and your SOPs might be going to get a cup of coffee and chatting with some coworkers, sitting down at your desk, opening up your email and kind of just fishing around for a little bit until you get your grounding or until you have to go to your first meeting. Or your SOPs could be much more productive and really move you closer to where you want to go. The beautiful thing is, is that you have a choice on how you show up and what SOPs you develop. And the third thing is, is to keep trying. Not every system is going to work for everybody, so keep trying different systems. Do more research. Figure out different tools, resources, things that you can use that will help you get to where you want to go. But here's the thing with that. Sometimes we try systems for a day. And then it just doesn't feel right or we don't stick to it, so we stop. Part of developing SOPs and having systems that work are being consistent with the systems. And consistency can take time. And that's okay. So how much time should you give a system to see if it's going to be the right system for you? Well, it really depends on what it is that you're looking to accomplish. But for me, all the systems that I have tried, I try them for at least a week. And if I'm seeing some success, but not quite sticking with it yet, then I'll keep pushing through for maybe a month. At the end of a month, if something just still doesn't feel right, it's time to ditch it and move on. You always hear people say it takes 21 days to make a habit. Whatever SOPs you decide that you want to put into place for yourself, give yourself at least 21 days before you decide if it's something that's going to work for you or not. Unless, of course, the very first few days, it's just a complete disaster and it's just really not fitting in with your overall work structure, then that's a completely different issue. All right, so I'm going to walk you through the way that I structure my workday. And really, it's just what we're going to be talking about happens within the first 30 minutes, 45 minutes max, because that's really what an SOP structure needs to be for you for your work life. When we're looking at these habits and systems, it really is about setting a foundation for your success, something that the rest of your day can grow off of and flourish from. It shouldn't take you a lot of time. If it takes you too much time, you're just not going to stick with it because you get busy and you have to get on to other tasks. And for some of you, even 45 minutes might seem like a long time. But as we go through it, you'll see it's a very productive time period that you have. And you can always shrink it to less time. One of my favorite quotes, and I'll probably say it multiple times during this episode, is that a task will expand to the time that you allow for it. Think about it this way. If you're going for a trip, you could take a whole day beforehand to pack. Or if you leave it for the last minute, it'll only take you a minute to pack. It happens to us all the time in so many different things. Same thing true for your morning systems. It will expand the time that you allow. So if you allow for an hour, you'll do it all in an hour. If you allow for it in 15 minutes, you'll get it done in 15 minutes. Now, if you really want to get great value out of it, you'll figure out what time frame works best for you because everyone's workload is a little bit different. And as I kind of walk through my morning, you'll see how that might vary depending on what it is that you're doing. All right, so let's just jump right into my workflow that I have to set up my day. 
So the very first thing that I do once I get into the office is I look at my calendar and I actually print it out. Now, if you've heard any of my past episodes where I talk about goal setting, things like that, I'm a big proponent of pencil and paper. I'm also a huge proponent, though, on having things electronically, things that are reminders that go off electronically to remind you. But I always think that having that paper calendar in front of you is important. Number one, if you're going to meetings, you have it in front of you so you can see where it is that you're supposed to go, when and where your next meeting is. All of that is right there. But it's also a great spot for you to just to jot down notes too throughout the day to really help bring everything together. And for me also, once I print it out, I highlight the important things like meetings that I cannot be late for or I want to be a little bit early for. I also look for white space and I'll protect my white space. I'll highlight it in a different color or if there's no white space to be found, then it's a key to me that I need to maybe move around some meetings or see what meetings it might not be necessary for me to attend so that I can have some white space. White space on your calendar is so important. It really is that one thing that helps you feel more balanced. If you feel like there's no time in the day to get things done, then there will be no time in the day and nothing will get done. And that creates the feeling of overwhelm. And overwhelm makes you feel unbalanced because it carries over into other areas of your life. White space is critical in your calendar. All right, so once I have my calendar printed and I've been able to highlight and make some notes around the things that are already scheduled for that day, then I want to turn my attention to the tasks that need to be done during the day. The very first question I always ask myself is what do I owe to others? And here's why. If there's something that my boss is waiting on from me or something that I promised to a client or an employee of mine, if I don't deliver that, if I'm late on that, or it's just even looming over the back of my head that it's owed, it's going to cause stress for me. Now, maybe it doesn't for you. Maybe you're completely different. But for me, knowing that people need something from me and I am holding something up, it causes stress. And so that's always my first priority. And sometimes it could just be a simple response on an email, or it might be something a little bit more complex, like a whole report. But it really helps me give perspective to the priorities that I have for the day. And that is always my number one priority. The next question I ask myself is what will make me feel most successful today? It might be doing a project that I've been putting off. It could be making a phone call that I've been putting off, something that literally takes 30 seconds. So I'll ask myself, what is that one thing? Now, some people will call something like that eating your frog. Like you pick out the hardest task of your day and you do it first. And if that works for you, great. For me, words just mean so much. And so thinking about the hardest thing for me to do that day doesn't always make me feel inspired to do it. But I know once I do it, I will feel successful. So that's the way I always choose to frame it for myself is what's the one thing that's going to make me feel most successful? Just because it's a positive look at it versus a negative look at it. And I just always choose to live a more positive lifestyle and focus on things that are more positive than negative. So rather than saying, what's the hardest thing for me to do today? I always say, what's the one thing that's going to make me feel most successful? And I try to do that thing first. So once I've identified what it is that I owe for others and what the one thing is that's going to make me feel successful, then I'll do a brain dump. Because usually by this time, as I'm looking at my calendar, I'm reminded of so many other things that need to get done or I'm seeing different things on my desk. 
And so I need to get all that clutter out of my mind so that I can really focus and be productive on whatever project it is that I'm going to start first. So I'll do a brain dump. Now, typically I'll do this on the back side of my printed calendar. That way it's all on one sheet for the day and I can just have free white space to write out everything that's on my mind. And you know what? Some things that might be on my mind might have nothing to do with work and I put it on there anyway. Because if it's taking up space in my mind, then that is something that's going to distract me from being productive in the day. Where if it's on paper, then I can delegate it. I can work on it. I can get it done in a different way. It's out of my mind so I can free up that space. So once I do my brain dump and it's all out on paper, I glance through the list and I look at it and say, what of this can be delegated? And what of this can be done quickly? Because some of the things that can be done really quickly, literally like 10, 15 seconds, 30 seconds, I'll just do. Now, if there's 20 things that are going to take me about 30 seconds, then obviously that's a little bit different. So then I'm going to look back at my calendar and see where my white space is. And then that way I can pull that white space and call it power hour. And then I just highlight on my calendar, this is my power hour. I go to my brain dump and I highlight all of my power hour in that same color. That way I know, okay, power hour, I can flip over my sheet and quickly get those things done. And if there are things that need to be delegated, then I can just send an email or walk out to someone's desk. And depending on what it is that I'm delegating, sometimes email might be better, just so you have a little bit of a paper trail and you can remember what the communication was that was sent. Then as I'm looking at my brain dump, I'm identifying the things that need to go on my Trello board. Now, I love Trello. It's an online tool. It also has an app that you can have for your phone. It's almost like Pinterest, but for tasks and projects. It is my best friend. I have everything in there, all my to-do lists, projects I'm working on, all organized in Trello. And so there are some things that are in my brain dump list that might need to go onto my Trello board. So that's my next step is to open up my Trello account and put the tasks on my brain dump where they belong on the Trello board. Usually that just takes a few minutes because most things are already up there, but new ideas, new tasks might need to be added. And if the things that I'm delegating happen to be a little bit bigger than just sending an email or calling or looking for something, then I might add that to a Trello board and share that card with someone that I'm working with on a project. That's the beautiful thing with Trello is it's not just for you. You can also share boards or tasks or lists with other people. So once I've added all of the new things from my brain dump onto my Trello board, then I look and see what tasks I need to do that day. As I'm looking at the white space where I'm not in meetings, how much time do I have to complete things? What are the priorities in which I need to complete them? And then I'll write down that I'm going to be doing those things today. And then in Trello, you can move that task to a board called doing. So that way I know I am in the process of doing that one thing. Now, the beautiful thing with that is, is then the next day when I go into my Trello board, I can see the things I'm actively doing. And if those things are not yet done, then I know I need to keep doing those things unless a bigger priority has come up. I need to get those things finished. And when I'm looking at the things that need to be done and I'm looking at the things that are in progress, I don't know about you, but it typically is more than 10 or 20 things that I have on my to-do list. And it can be very, very overwhelming. But again, that's why white space on your calendar is so key and crucial. And remember, a task will always expand to the time allowed. So use a timer. Find ways of structuring your time that you are giving yourself a limited time frame to get something done. 
For me, I always use the Pomodoro technique. It's 25 minutes on, five minutes off. So I will work on a project for say 25 minutes and then in that five minute break is when I can go back and check email or go refill up my coffee or my water take a bathroom break, go talk to someone, whatever it is that needs to get done, even make a phone call during that five-minute time frame. But then for 25 minutes again, it's focus work on the tasks at hand. So that's how I set up my morning. Again, starting from the calendar all the way to my brain dump and my Trello board, typically 30 minutes max, but it really sets me up for clarity in my day. It allows me to have strong focus and move closer to my goals that I have set for myself. And I probably sound like a broken record, but that really is the number one thing and where it all starts from. You have to be very clear on what it is that you're working for, what it is that your goal is and the vision that you have for yourself. Now, if you're at a spot in your career where you're really lacking that vision and you're really not sure what those next steps are or what that next goal is that you have for yourself, I encourage you to reach out to a coach or a mentor and maybe just have them walk you through some exercises on helping you bring up to light what it is that you want. And once you have that figured out, you can reverse engineer the actions it's going to take in order for you to get there. Now, if you already know exactly what it is that you want, you're very, very clear on what your goal and vision is for your career and for your life, then like I said at the very beginning of this episode, develop those SOPs, develop your standard operating practices. I shared with you what mine are to set up my day for success. That's my foundation of success for my work life. In episode one, I shared the foundation of setting up success for my entire day, my morning routine. That is my daily SOP for myself personally. So as we round out this three-part series, I just challenge you, develop your SOPs. Figure out what positive habits you need to do, you need to develop in order to get to where you want to go. Then look at those negative things that might detour you from where you want to go. The things that are keeping you occupied with tasks that just don't really matter. Things that are stealing your focus, stealing your energy, stealing your attention, and find ways to interrupt those habits. And the biggest key here is not to give up. Keep trying different systems, different SOPs until you figure out what works for you, but I will say this, if you find a little bit of resistance in something, keep pushing. Don't take that as a sign that it's not something that's meant for you or not something that's supposed to be working. I think sometimes as Christians, if something doesn't go perfectly or there's a little bit of a struggle, then we assume that that's a sign from God that that's not the direction we're supposed to take. And God said our life was not going to be easy. He just said he was going to be with us. So if you find struggle in setting up some of these healthy habits, these healthy behaviors, it might not be God sending you a sign that it's not supposed to work. It could be the other way around, and it could be that you're on the break of something amazing, and the enemy doesn't want you to have that breakthrough. So don't give up. It's important that you live with intention, that you live a well-planned life. And ultimately, that's what life balance is all about. In Your Life Rocks, we are all about helping you create life balance for yourself. And really, life balance is just being intentional about growing into the person that God has created you to be. And this is the stuff that I am so super passionate about. And that is why I created Life Balance by Your Life Rocks. It is our membership program. 
and it is all about everything that we've been talking about, getting clear on what your goals are. In Life Balance, we work on a 90-day system, really setting visions for yourself clearly for where you want to be 90 days from the day that you start in all areas of your life. At Your Life Rocks, we talk about eight different areas of your life. We talk about your faith. We talk about your marriage, your family, your career, your health, your home, your finances, and having friends and fun in your life. And it's important to me that you are growing towards your goals in all of those eight areas. And you know what? You might have only have set goals in the past for maybe your health, your finances, and your career. And maybe you haven't ever even set goals for your faith or for your marriage or your family or even your home, but it's important. And so we really equip you and give you the tools necessary in our membership program to set that very clear vision and then reverse engineer it so that you can really set yourself up for success monthly, weekly, and daily keeping God at the center of it all. Because when we get busy, sometimes that's the first thing that goes out the window is our faith. But if we can keep that at the center of everything that we're doing and all of who we are, God blesses us in amazing ways. Now, one of the things with developing new systems and habits is it can be easy just to let it go because new habits are hard to put in place and to adapt to. And that's why we've built in some accountability with Life Balance by Your Life Rocks. We have a private Facebook group that's just for members only where we really offer some accountability. Plus, you'll get weekly text reminders to remind you to go in and plan for success for your upcoming week. We really do want to support you in creating a life that rocks. So if you're interested in learning more about Life Balance by Your Life Rocks, you can go to yourliferocks.com forward slash life balance to learn more. We'd also love to see you in our private Facebook group that is free. So yes, there are two Facebook groups. We have our free Facebook group that's open for everybody. We'd love to see you there. And then we have our private Facebook group that's just for members of Life Balance by Your Life Rocks. In our free group, we have a daily challenge every single day where we focus on a different area of your life and really share with each other. It's also a great spot to ask questions um, and get support, prayer requests, and just really lift each other up. It's a place where you can have a positive light shining in your life each and every single day. Sometimes our Facebook feeds can get pretty negative, so it's a nice positive light to help guide you to building the life that you are trying to create for yourself. The Bible verse for this episode that I want to share with you is really one of the foundational Bible verses that I really have built my life on. I am a big proponent of planning and productivity and being very focused on what it is that we're doing with our life. Now, as a Christian, I've been reminded time and time again that God's plans are greater than my own, and he loves to interrupt the plans that I make for myself sometimes. But the one thing that I have learned is that if you commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established, and that is Proverbs 16.3. If I keep my plans and the things that I'm doing in alignment with God and his will, the things that he stands for, if I keep myself in alignment with those things, he blesses me. You see, when I'm planning my life and when I'm setting visions and goals for myself, I never set visions and goals that are outside of what God's calling is for my life. And how do we know what God's calling is for our life? It's in the word of God. It's not some magical, mystical thing. If you can keep your goals that you have for yourself in alignment with who God has called us to be, he will establish those plans. He will guide your steps. 
It's to know that whatever it is, that next step that it is that you're going to take, God will guide you in the right way. If it's not the right step, he'll correct you and guide you in another direction. But when you're living your life by faith and you really have turned everything over to God, when you're committing your work to the Lord, you're okay with that correction. So as you're setting those visions for your life and really thinking about the goals that you're setting for yourself, be sure that you're committing those goals to the Lord, that you're keeping those goals in alignment with him and the plans that you're creating for those goals to come to fruition will be established. So I hope you got some enjoyment out of this episode. I hope that you've been inspired by this series to help create some healthy habits for your life and really create a great vision for what it is that you are working towards. If you're enjoying these podcasts, share this episode with a friend, invite them to our Facebook group. It's always more fun when you can share this kind of stuff with a friend. And you know what? That is our eighth area of life is friends and fun. So why not? I want to thank you so much for investing some of your time and spending it with us today. So until next week, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.